0: Hello, this is Dr. Brian C. Morrison, founder and president of the William J. Watkins Senior Educational Institute. I would like to welcome you to our podcast, the Watkins Education Report. The William J. Watkins Senior Educational Institute was founded in 2008 as a nonprofit 501 501c3 organization with the mission of ensuring that all students, especially those in underserved and under-resourced communities, receive the best education possible. To find out more about our services and programs, visit our website at www.watkinseducation.org. This podcast was created for the purpose of providing parents, students, educators, and the general public with news and information about a variety of topics impacting the education of our youth. While our focus is on the Baltimore, Maryland metropolitan area, we discuss a broad range of topics that we hope all people will find useful. We talk to educators, parents, students, policymakers, activists, politicians, and others to shed light on the many issues that impact the education of our youth today. We'll be right back in a moment for today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Watkins Education Report. This is Dr. Brian C. Morrison coming to you with another edition of the Watkins Education Report. Today, we are going to be doing a a rebroadcast, so to speak, of an excerpt from a previous podcast on the college admissions process. It is now the month of January, and many of the students have already begun to receive acceptance letters. And we are moving into the season now of where do we go from here? The second season, so to speak. Now that we've gotten our admissions, uh, now that we are in that mode of waiting for our decisions, um, what can we do while we're, we're at this point? In our previous episode with uh, Mr. Tony Harold of the College Bound Foundation, we had a very lengthy discussion about the, the college admissions process and the college application process. And towards the end of that interview, we touched on um, we touched on the, the financial aid component of how to finance our education. What are the things that we need to do? Um, how do we need to move forward? In securing the monies that we need in order to uh, matriculate, in order to get in, get go to the school of our of our choice, and there are some important deadlines, forms, and um, applications that need to be completed. That can be a little bit complicated. Uh, in this excerpt of the interview, Mr. Harold makes it very plain and clear for us uh, what we as parents need to do and what the student needs to do in order to secure their financing. Uh, so, without uh, any further ado, we're going to go to that excerpt of the interview with Mr. Harold of the College Bound Foundation here in Baltimore, Maryland. I hope you enjoy and that you find this information useful. Peace. All right. So, we've gotten through that that first that first deadline, and we've gotten to the regular decision deadline. And we we are, we've gotten a gotten through all of the the application, and the deadlines. What else is it that we need to to know that can assist us with uh, this 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 whole maze of getting all of that stuff done? What are some of the pitfalls that we can avoid, and what are some of the some of the places or, or resources we can get help from? I always
1: advise students to first of all the best help at that point is to call the colleges. To make sure that they've received everything, uh, ask the colleges: Is there anything else that anything other information that they need from me, the student? Uh, and then there's the waiting game, and that's 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 that creates a lot of angst among our students. We see the anxiety in them; they they walk around stressed, and so the one of the ways of de-stressing is to burn the energy, and so. There are two more parts to that, to get getting into the college or gaining access to college that require a lot of energy burning. The first is completing the financial aid forms and there are two types. So for the most part, the free application, and let me emphasize that, the free application for federal student aid can be found at fafsa.ed.gov. All students and parents must complete a FAFSA application.
0: Now that's F-A-F-S-A. That's Fra- correct. F as in Frank.
1: The Free Application for Federal Student Aid. is called FAFSA. FAFSA.
0: <laughs> F-A-F-S-A.
1: F-A-F-S-A dot <laughs> <F-A-F-S-A. laughs> E-D gov. Uh, And it requires the student to know their name and again this year I have a student who did not know their name completely and had it misspelled on the FAFSA application as compared to what was on their social security card. And so it, the best way for the student to complete FAFSA is to sit with their social security card and begin
0: completing the application. Okay. Now uh, now what so so we've gone from the application process of getting into college um, and many families need assistance need financial assistance to to finance the exorbitant costs of a higher education in in american society today in fact you so, know you,
1: that's the understatement of the day because <laughs> the, the, the 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 reality is that 99% of the families in this country
0: need <laughs> Some kind of money assistance. in order to pay for college. So, so you're, so what are, what, let's, so let's sort of skip ahead. We get, we get the, the information back from the school. Yay, we're in. We're accepted. Um, I'm, I know from my own experience, there are students who receive acceptance letters and they get their financial aid package and they just can't afford to attend that college.
1: Right, and so we, we cannot wait around for acceptance letters, and that's why there are three seasons. There's the college application season in the fall. There is the financial aid and scholarship season that takes place almost simultaneously in the early winter with financial aid and scholarships from winter through the summer. So let's talk about that while we're waiting for because we're waiting for for the colleges to provide an answer that answer will will come out in january february march and april but while we're waiting there's work to be done we have to be able to afford college so first again is the free application for federal student aid fafsa fafsa.ed.gov every family must complete the application there's a student portion and there's a parent portion Uh, and it gets pretty complex. So, what I always advise families is to have a pen and paper and write down your username, your password, and your FAFSA pin. And then you'll be prompted to create an FSA ID, a Federal Student Aid ID. You can go FSA ID, just Google it, it'll take you directly to the website. So that's your electronic signature and your electronic PIN. Again, username and password, write it down so you will not forget.
0: So, but, so we're, here we are, it's October, can we do that now?
1: You can do it, the, the website opens October 1st. So again, I have to caution because it gets complicated when teenagers who are unfamiliar with all of these processes are trying to do two and three processes at once. And so what I advise families to do is to focus in the fall on the applications because the first FAFSA application is not due until January 1st with the University of Maryland, January 15th with most of the other Maryland colleges. So you get your applications done by that November 1st deadline, even though FAFSA has opened on October 1st. Get the applications done focus on doing them extremely well again the most challenging part is the essay then we move into fafsa and what you do is you work on your free application for federal student aid which also requires w-2 forms from the prior prior year so for instance if you're applying for federal student aid for Students who are graduating in the class of 2019, we're looking at the parents' income and the students' income from the tax year 2017, the prior, prior year, which means parents, by October, November 2018, you should have already submitted your 2017 tax returns. And that means that's what we're using. That information is what's going on FAFSA, W-2 forms. Students, if you had a job, if you didn't have to file, you still need your W-2 forms from 2017 in order to put information on the free application for federal student aid for 2019-2020. Okay. So we're working on FAFSA. And we're keeping an eye out, if you're a Maryland resident, for the Maryland Higher Education Commission, MHEC, or MD-CAPS, because the state of Maryland has money for families also, students and families that need financial support to pay for college. There's money from the state of Maryland. And so again, this is why I stated, get the applications done, because season two is financial aid season. You have the free application for federal student aid. You have MD caps, which has two very generous grants through the Maryland Higher Education Commission, MHEC, $3,000 for an educational assistance grant or $18,900 for a guaranteed access grant for the most needy of families. And we're talking about per year. That's a lot of money. That's over $20,000. So coming back to the college applications, and let's not play around, parents. We know that our teenagers have visions of leaving home and going to colleges all over the country. But we want to have on our list of colleges one Maryland college, Maryland State Public University, for which we know our child, our son or daughter, can gain admission Because with the money coming, because the MHEC, Maryland Higher Education Commission money, through MD-CAPS, that money can only be used for Maryland schools. And let's just use as an example that you qualify for the $18,900 per year from the state of Maryland. And you qualify for the $5,920 from the federal government through FAFSA. Now we're talking about $25,000. $800. $800. That will pay for any state public university in the Maryland state public at higher education system. That'll pay for Morgan, it'll pay for Coppin, Eastern Shore, Salisbury, Frostburg, Bowie, University of Maryland, UMBC, Towson, etc. But more importantly, if you only qualify for part of that money, it still can only be, be used at state public universities.
0: You know, you know, uh, Mr. Harrell. This is this is very useful information, and it's it's become evident to me that we need to do another another podcast. Yes. Uh, we- this has been Dr. Brian C. Morrison of the William J. Watkins Senior Educational Institute. Until next month, remember. All our educators out here teach the children well. Peace.